Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Amen. Just high five somebody or elbow bump, whatever you wish to do, and grab your seats. So, so good. At the end of our service, everybody, for all those who are ready and uh, or you can even be preparing during the service uh, if you like, but we're going to be taking up our Missions Faith Promise for 2023, which is uh, how we impact and build church now around the world. And uh, our church name is Global Heart Church. Well, God's called you and called me and all of us to be people who impact the world, not just Perth, though we love our city, we love our state. And we're called firstly here to impact home and obviously Tenacious House where we're helping men be given opportunity to life, uh, to, you know, uh, leave behind life controlling issues, leave behind addictions and enter into a brand new life. So that's our, our main mission. But but we're also involved in helping a lot of people right here all the time at home in Perth and now in Melbourne as well. So can I encourage everybody, be praying, be praying, be praying, and then ask the Lord, what is your part in 2023? I'm believing that our church here will all grow in faith. We'll grow in just generosity. We'll step up in our financial giving. Come on, we'll step up in Jesus' Name. Because if God can get it through you, then He's going to get more to you. And uh, then we're able to do what God's called us to do. And right now, Lusaka, as uh, Naveen just said, it's off the chart exciting in Lusaka. The land there, really, uh, everybody's talking to me when I'm there. It's really $900,000 US before the pandemic. And for Justin to just get the deal of 300000 and the man's heart being really softened because he's just, you know, who was born just after the genocide. He survived the genocide most of his family didn't and the man's heart just being softened as Justin went for that land in a prime position in Lusaka and a kilometre and a half down the street is the United Nations we've got the United States Embassy 10 minutes away but we're right in the middle of people with challenging economic circumstances then the middle class and then uh, if you like the upper class of the area so we're right in the middle of all the communities so everybody can walk and everybody can come and uh, so we're believing now for a building and everything else that we need in Zambia, which is going to be about $2 million uh, at least for us to do that. But God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It's not a problem to Him. It's not a problem to us. And by the way, in our church, I believe there are people here, you are gifted and talented. God's positioned you in a job or in a business and He positioned you there not just for yourself, though He wants you blessed. Hello, God wants you blessed. Come on, God does want you blessed. But He wants you blessed to be a blessing and He's positioned you there that you might help us build a $2 million building in Zambia. You might help us now in Montreal, in Melbourne, in Germany to do what God's called us to do and to not live a small life. Can I encourage you? Don't live a small life. Don't make life just about you. Is there anything more boring than making your life just about yourself? But when you live it for other people, wow, it's wonderful. When you live it with a sense of purpose and you live it with a sense of God's purpose, that God saved me and then He calls you into the body of Christ and in His house and together we start helping people all around the world. Hello, get saved, come into God's kingdom, get healed, get restored and then move on into their great purpose that God has for them in Jesus' Name. Who can agree with that? Come on. Who can agree with that? 
So, uh, so just check that out, everybody. It should be on your seat and we will be taking up our faith proposition at the end of the service. And if you're also not ready, you can do it uh, after the service at the front door or you can this week pray about it during the week and we will take them up again next week so that you don't miss out. Big welcome to Tobias Ackerman, one of my uh, great friends for 25 years, Tobias, did you know that? So for 25 years from Sweden, it's his first time here in Australia. We've known each other from when I was in London uh, all those years ago. Uh, pioneering church and been a buddy with, of mine for years and years. He's, he's hiked with our campus pastors with me numerous times and it's just we just hang out together. And so now he's here in Perth and uh, his first time we're just praying gets a little bit warmer for him because he's currently thinking it's a Swedish uh, winter. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, great welcome to you, Tobias. Great to have you here. Give Tobias a big welcome, everybody. One of my great friends. Just going to read to you from the book of Acts as we uh, just talk about what we're doing as a church with our missions, faith, promises. And as I said, we just saw some of the people and reasons why. And uh, in Acts 16 verse 8, the Lord really laid that Macedonian call on my heart again. And in uh, we'll get to verse 9, it says, A vision appeared to Paul, the apostle, in the night. And a man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Everybody, Global Heart Church has been called, come and help. And historically, that is what we have done. We have helped Lifehouse Church in Japan for years, sowed a lot of money into Lifehouse Church in Japan. And now it is, if you like, it's made history in Japan as the, the fastest growing Christian church across Japan. And uh, we sent many of our staff there. We sent finances there. I've had uh, how many of our staff? Five staff, I think, have gone to Japan. We've sent teams there. And now Japan has broken through and they've got campuses right throughout Japan, but also around around Asia. And uh, we had a part, a big part in that. By the way, our name wasn't on it. You don't have to have your name on everything. We've not ever been a church said, well, we have to have our name on that. We need to be seen. No, we don't need to be seen. Jesus needs to be seen. And if it's good soil and God's called us to it, we'll back it. So, and also I've worked in Eastern Europe, you guys know, for many, many years. We planted London Hillsong Church um, and then all the other things that we have helped and partnered with that uh, it's not been Global Heart Church. But we now realise that God has now called us in this season to be planning churches. And for the first time, we merged one ever. We've had other churches want to merge with us, but we've never felt it was the right thing to do. But we merged a church in Montreal, Canada, which already uh, now Pastor Spencer is seeing incredible salvations every week. And the church has just grown so much. And uh, we, while, we, while I was there on the last trip, I was only there for two weeks, the last trip. Hello. The first trip. <laughs> and so I, we're only there for two weeks and um, they had a building across from the cinema. Now the cinema they've been meeting in for quite a few years now, but it's a big deal setting up just a cinema and, you know, and it's also upstairs. We're not on the ground floor cinemas and it's, it's complex. It gets, it gets tiring and gets, uh, you know, challenging. So I saw a, a building for lease across the road and I said to the elders, let's see a few buildings around Montreal where we are, where we could potentially lease a building for church where they can meet every week, but also have something during the week. Now, you 
you might think, well, that's kind of nice, but actually it's not just nice, it's just not heard of. When I'm driving on these major freeways in Quebec, in Canada, I'm like, where is a building that's a church? Where is a church sign? Where, where is a church? And I'm going on all these freeways, you cannot see a church. So I said to the guys, where are the churches? They said, there aren't any. There's this whole area, you do not see a church. I said, find me one on the map and let's go to a church that's off the, off the freeways. You obviously know buildings on the freeways. And we had to go behind the scenes and we found a small Pentecostal building. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is as they say, Quebec is like 1% evangelical Christian. And so the Lord has called us to go to a place where it's so full of potential. And, uh, and by the way, all the eldership in our church there are all saying to us, we're ripe for harvest. We just need harvesters to come in and we need people to help us and uh, support us and we need a campus pastor. And so anyway, as you know, the story has gone that we've sent our best, Pastor Spencer and Leah have uh, gone with their beautiful girls. And uh, now what's happened is when I was there, I look over and there's this uh, building available. So I said to the eldership couple I was with, let's go over and lay hands on that. Because you guys don't know, but this place here used to be a luxury bathroom centre and our eldership, how many 20 years ago, whatever it was, uh, I said, we need a building like this one, the one actually we have for church now. So we came over, everybody was looking at these luxury baths and buying them and we stood at the windows and I got our eldership here and we laid hands on the building. And I just said, let's lay hands on it. And I said, Lord, we need a building like this. We want one just like this building. Anyway, this building that we laid hands on and the people buying their bathrooms are going, what are those people doing? Are they crazy? Well, yes. Anyway, we laid hands on it. The next day, the building had a sign out the front here for sale or lease. The next day. The next day. Supernatural. So I said to the guys, you need to come down and see this building because the one we prayed for yesterday is for sale or lease. They're like, what? So anyway, fast forward, following the Lord, trusting God, putting God first. Here we are today in this building. And then the next building, I said to Graham Barlow, our business manager at the time, if this building comes up for sale in the next two years, we need to buy it because it might never be available again. The one behind us where the kids, Bible college, offices all are. And Graham said, well, that's good because you need two years because you've got to sell into here. I said, amen. It was for sale in two weeks. <laughs> Huge sign up on the corner, for sale. And I said to Graham, Graham, come out here, look up. And Graham goes, oh no. <laughs> I said, we have to get it. We had to trust God. And here we are, that building, this building, in Jesus' name, amen. So I said to Pastor Spencer, we need to try and get one of these buildings, but the one across the road would be great. It's only like, you know, at the other end of the car park. And Spencer and Leah now live really close to the area. So anyway, um, uh, all the people started telling me, they all started counselling me to help me. Pastor Jared, you cannot negotiate here in Quebec. They don't negotiate on buildings. I'm like, all oh, right, okay, lovely story, whatever. Anyway, every one of them, oh, you can't negotiate on buildings here. We don't negotiate. They make some adjustment. They may let you paint it. Then I said, all oh, right, nice, nice, nice. So they're all telling me, no negotiation, no negotiation, no negotiation, no negotiation. Thanks so much, everybody, for your input. It's been fantastic. <laughs> Anyway, so Spencer sends me a message yesterday because I said, Spencer, go and negotiate. <laughs> go in and negotiate. Let's believe God. The same as we did for our building in Zambia. We're in miracle territory. Go and negotiate. So Spencer goes in and with the eldership couple, uh, one of them, and then this is his message. He said, 
we went and the agent has finally come back to us. It's been like a month, I think, or a good couple of weeks. And he's come back to us and said, he'll offer it to us for this amount. And Spencer said, it's basically a 30% discount on their usual price. (laughs) And then Spencer wrote this, so much for you can't negotiate here. (laughs) I know, right? So Spencer worked out and he said, I think we could get four or 500 people into the auditorium. So that means with two services, that's only 500 people, that's 1,000 people in church, which means the church would be about 1,500. So we can have a 1,500 uh, church there. They're going Monday, going to check it all out, but already we've got a 30% discount in Quebec where they don't negotiate at all. Everybody, we're here to help and God's called us to help in Montreal. So we've gone there to help and we're really helping now. And I think what a great privilege and a great honour it is to be part of a church and a church family that God calls to help in Zambia, in Melbourne, in Germany, in Montreal, Canada. And God says, I've called you as a family to help and really to sow seeds right now for churches that I believe and we believe as a team will become great resources. Melbourne will become a great resource. By the way, when I looked at, spoke to the church planning director where we went in Melbourne, he showed me a map and all of Melbourne was all lit up with churches on this side. And then, it, then I said, well, we're thinking of going here. And he goes, oh, wow, there's no church there at all. And I went, perfect, that's the one for us. And then the vision team all agreed. And so we've gone to an area again where there's no churches. I love it. And we've gone there, what to do? To help everyone, to help. And so we're in miracle territory uh, and uh, as a church and a church family. And what's happening now is interesting is that all these campuses are um, basically now needing a new building or a building to lease or a building to lease for the weekend. By the way, did I show you Montreal? Did we come up? Okay, the Montreal building. This is it on the end. So those end facility right there uh, is the ones across the road from the cinema, which is that way. And then we've just done it up for you. So after you give, it'll look like this. <laughs> In French. Have you got the English one? They're not all French speakers here. But there we go. So that's our name in French. And that will go there. And uh, we'd have the end of that building, which would be so, so fantastic. In Jesus' name. Oh, hello, there you go. For all the non-French speakers. You know, uh, Psalm 12, everybody, is such a powerful psalm and I'm always, I'm always challenged by it. It's where David cries out and he's like, he's having a, he's, he's, he's kind of like getting discouraged by what's happening to the people. And he says, help Lord, for the principal and godly people are here no more. Faithfulness and faithful and the faithful vanish from among the sons of men. And he says to, the, to his neighbour, each one speaks words without use or worth or truth with flattering lips and double heart, deceitfully they speak. And I'm so stirred by that because David's going, Lord, literally, where are the faithful people? Where have they gone? Where are the faithful men? Where are the faithful women? Is there, and David's like, is there anybody? Is there anybody who becomes a Christian and says, you know what? I'm actually gonna give you my life and lay down my life. Is there anyone who's actually a Christian who says, God, I'm gonna be faithful to your house and your church. Is there any Christian who's gonna be saying, God, I'm gonna be faithful to your purpose, your will, which is to bring the gospel to the nations. And David's like, I don't think there's anybody left. Can I encourage you? We are called at Global Heart Church to be those people. Faithful, faithful, come on. We're called to be faithful. We're called to follow through. 
and I've been a Christian now. I've been in church for 41 years, everybody. I've got, I got a little bit of faithfulness now. But I can't stop now. Thank you for the three people. Everybody else said, no, you can have a break. I can't stop now. I need to get more faithful. I need to follow through. Half the time, I've been in church longer than you've been born. But God's saying, hey, follow through now because the best things are about to happen if you don't give up. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews, once to die, then it says actually the judgment. You actually stand before the Lord after you've died. And, uh, and then actually God is actually gonna be handing out rewards for those who've been faithful. Bible says, absent from the body, present with the Lord. That's why if anybody's ever seen a dead body, which I have working at a hospital years ago, you uh, realise, hang on, the person's gone. Where have they gone? Their spirit has gone. And if you're a believer, it's gone to God. And the Bible talks about God's gonna reward us. Can I encourage you? God wants to reward us, but He rewards us for what we do for others. In Acts 13, verse 47, it says, So the Lord has commanded us and He says, I've appointed you as a light to the Gentiles that you may bring salvation, look, to the end of the earth. God is commissioning all Christians, but He's commissioning us at Global Heart, hence the name, to bring light to the world, bring the Gospel to the end of the earth. Well, here in Perth, we started at the end of the earth. We're just going back the other way. But we're bringing light, we're bringing salvation And the Bible says that the Gentiles, those who would be receiving the Gospel, began rejoicing and glorifying glorifying the Word of the Lord and all who had been appointed to eternal life believed and the Word of the Lord is being spread through the whole region. Everybody, we're called in this generation to spread the Gospel, to spread the Gospel out. Why? Because it's the only way you can be saved is through putting your faith in what Jesus did on the cross. God wants to bring life to you. Why is our world not well? They're not well mentally and emotionally in so many places because you need number one, a relationship with God. That's the number one. Then you need healthy relationship in God's house. And by the way, can I say for all of us who didn't come from uh, Christian backgrounds and came from broken backgrounds, God wants to put you into healthy family. And that family may not be your own, but there can certainly be a great family in God's house. God wants to restore us. But then God does this. He says, those gifts that you have. Anybody got any gifts here? 14 people. Anybody else got a gift? Anybody else got a talent? Listen, those gifts and talents were given you and to you and they're a clue to your purpose. They're a clue. That business acumen you have, that entrepreneurial ability God gave you is not just for you. It's for the planet. It's that you might be helping financing the Gospel, helping the poor, helping the broken, helping the wounded, bringing salvation. But it takes all of us, you know, uh, and takes all of my heart. I love it. Somebody said, if Christ is not all to you, He's nothing to you. He will never go into partnership as a part part Saviour of men or women. If He be something, He must be everything. And if He be not everything, He is nothing to you. Come on, He's got to be everything, everybody. He's got to be everything. Billy Graham said, my home is in heaven. I'm just travelling through. Can I just say to some of you, why are you setting up shop in your house like you're here forever? Why are you setting up like, this is it, this is it forever? Listen, you're passing through. Life is so quick. Life is so short. 
We have to get a longer view and go, hang on a minute, I need to think eternally because God has placed eternally in your eternity in your heart. We're passing through. Don't get caught up in the circumstances. See life from an eternal view. And it's amazing how that gas bill gets paid, that problem gets fixed, that gets sorted. When you pay attention to God's purpose, it's amazing how God starts sorting out the challenges around your life. We have a God who delights in impossibilities. Montreal, nobody negotiates. Well, they just did because we've got a God who delights in impossibilities. Rick Rick Warren said this, he said, the way you store up everybody treasure in heaven is by investing in getting people there. (laughs) He said, the way you, hello, store up treasure in heaven is by investing, helping people get into heaven. Well, that's what we're doing at Global Heart Church in Jesus' Name, amen, amen. Reinhard Bonnke said, God always works with workers and moves with movers, but He does not sit with sitters. Come on, too many Christians are sitting when God is saying, get up. I love Amy Carmichael, the great missionary to India. She said, does it not stir up your hearts to go forth and help them? Does it not make you long to leave your luxury, your exceeding abundant light and go to them that sit in darkness? Oh, go girl, that was awesome. Right now, Bunky said, I don't wanna play with marbles when God told me to move mountains. Come on, I don't wanna play with marbles when God said move mountains. Global Heart Church, we're called to move mountains. Come on, we're called to move mountains. You are called to move mountains. And he went on and said, it's a tragedy when the church saves money instead of saving souls. We must spend to save. And Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher, he said, I would sooner bring one sinner to Jesus Christ than unravel all the mysteries of the divine word. For salvation is the one thing Christ has called us to live for. Everybody, let's live for the salvation of people. You know, I wanna just say to everybody at the church, the power is in when we do it together. Don't be an independent Christian. I can easily be independent, easily do my own thing, easily just get on. Because in my nature to be a leader, you can just do your own thing and make things happen. But it's not the Spirit of the Kingdom. The Spirit of the King is interdependent. So put up the diffuser. This was me when I was a new Christian doing my own thing. You know, I got saved and there was a little bit of heat and a bit of steam coming off me. And uh, you know, the fragrance was, had changed as well. It was quite reasonable as a new Christian, it was nice. But when I came into the Kingdom and I got into God's house and I came into partnership with God's house, I became part of this, let's go, the fire hose. Come on, the fire hose of power. When you're in God's house and you're like, hey, help me to play my part. Pastor Jared, how do I play my part? How can I help? How can I be in there? Well, right now you can help by actually financially stepping up with great generosity. And then look at this, the impact of us all coming together. Listen, you start changing Zambia. You start helping Kunda get out from underneath the bridge where he was dying. You help get him out, get him into life, get him into goodness, get him into God's house. Every time I go to Zambia, he's waiting to hug me. And I have at least three big hugs over the weekend with Kunda. And I said to him when I was there, his life was hell. I said, Kunda, how is life now? He said, Pastor Jared, it's getting good. From hell to good is fantastic. I'll take that, (laughs) I'll take that. So everybody, you're called to be part of the fire hose. Don't let the enemy pick you off. 
into independence. There's no power there. It's just a little diffuser. But together we do something incredible. You know, God right now is asking me, everybody, to step up and change. Uh, I've been saved 41 years, been a pastor three and a half decades next year, three and a half years on staff pastor. But you know what? I wanna encourage everybody. I gotta keep changing in order to carry what we're carrying as a church. Can I just encourage everybody here, don't box me into your pastoral box. We've got a great team, but we need to change. We need to keep growing and we need to keep changing. But don't box me into your box because you, God didn't, you didn't call me, God called me. God called me. And right now there's a new changing season where I've got to like, okay, stretch. But pray for us, pray for our team because doing all of this is costly. We don't go in and work to take over churches and take over buildings and get that worship leader from that church and that youth leader from that church and let's all make it work for us. No, we say, Lord, what do you want us to do? And you need to know that what I have to do personally, everybody, so you know, it's very costly. Very costly. Kingdom stuff is costly. New levels, new devils. That's right there. But it's very costly time-wise. Tired. It can be exhausting doing what we're doing and what I'm doing to make it happen. It's not easy. And I'm saying that because sometimes people think, oh, hallelujah, Pastor, it must be so amazing. No, it's hard work. It is amazing, but it's hard work. It's difficult. It's challenging. We need your prayers. And we need you to be playing your part. But don't think that it's ever easy. It's very costly. So I want to say to everybody right now, you know, sometimes the Lord will say a word and I know that's just for me or just for Sue. But I know that God's saying to me that as a church, He wants us to mature. He wants us to mature. And maturity is always being open to change. And, uh, you know, you watch what happens when people don't change. Churches get into challenge. They get into problem. Families get into problem. We've got to keep changing. So I just want to encourage you with a few thoughts on change. To improve is to change. Anytime you improve, you change. You've got to have growth. And uh, our lives aren't ultimately fulfilled by chance. Our lives are fulfilled by change. So as I've stepped in and you know, now taking our teams in and taking our church into all these places and now into Rwanda with the children, oh my gosh, it's not by chance, it's by change, but it is work. And work, faithfulness is work. Faithfulness is cost. So I wanna encourage you, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And uh, God calls us also to change for the mission. God's saying to me, Jared, here's the mission going forward. Here's the mission. I need to change for the next level of that mission. And so God says, I need you to change. I need you to make a, a heart adjustment to embrace and to open up for more. Change begins at the end of your comfort zone. Change begins at the end of our comfort zone where we say, okay, I'm outside of my uh, comfort zone. But here's a thought, everybody, too, which I just want to encourage you all with. It's a big thought. Where is it now? Uh, change, change for the better is always accompanied by a new level of discomfort. We need to know that. There's always a bit more. But listen to this. You either change or you spend your time criticizing those that do. Say that again, you either change in your life or you end up spending your time critiquing everybody. Oh, it's like the people in the AFL in the stand and you see this guy, huge, with a beer can, but he's talking about how, you know, Eagles are playing. Come on, you're hopeless. <laughs> you're terrible. Dockers, you're terrible. And you're like, bro, have you ever got off your chair? 
He's, he's like, give me another can. Listen, we don't want to be those Christians. We want to be in the game. We want to be in the game. You want to be on the field, in the game. On the field, in the game. Then you got credibility. And everybody who knows me knows I like Christians with credibility. What's your credibility? What's your cost? Get in the game and develop credibility that you're in there with the blood, with the sweat, with the, the tears. But you either change or you spend your time criticizing those that do. Just think about that because we need to be cheering each other on into change and in what we're called to. Jack Haynes said this, he said, it's what we're called to do in giving to our faith promises for 2023 and stepping up financially. And I wanna say to some of your business people, listen, this is your moment. You're designed entrepreneurially to finance the Kingdom of God and to finance the missions program of the church. Every business person, I really wanna encourage you, this is your moment. This is your day. There's days for me as the senior leader where I have to go, this is my moment, step up. It's no good for me now to go, oh, I'll just sit down. I could say now, just give me that chair, Tobias, please. That one there, come on, bro. Yeah, come on, man. You've been my friend a long time, help me again. So next month I turn 60, but I could say, you know, I think I've done enough now. And be like a lot of Christians. Really? But it's, is it good if I do? Who thinks I should sit down? Just put my feet up now. It's enough. Is it enough? Why should I get up? Why? Oh, souls. Okay, I'll get up. I gotta get up. No time to sit down. I need to see your family get saved. I need to see your friends get saved. I need to see your children get into their destiny. But remember this, nothing changes if nothing changes. Nothing changes if nothing changes. But when I get up again, and go, all right, Lord, let's go. I'm excited. Let me give, let me serve, let me go. Let me, let me help me, Lord, to do what you want me to do and to be who you want me to be in this season. See, who I was there 10, or 10 years ago, I can't be that person 10 years ago and now lead us here. I have to keep moving. Everybody, you need to keep moving. You're called to impact the world with your life, with your giving, with your prayer, with your faith, with your hello coming together in the fire hose. And then when we look back in years to come, we'll all go, wow. It's wow now, it's wow now. But we'll look back and go, really, this is incredible. I had Micah in the first service, just cuddling him. My uh, second little grandson is 18 months old. Just cuddling Micah and I'm thinking, you know, in 10 or 20 years, where will Micah be? Where will he be? What will he and children coming out of Global Kids now be doing here and in the world? Where will they be? So I'm so grateful for everybody here who's making that happen because together, our children, your children, our grandchildren, your grandchildren, our children, the children of our hello community, as they come into God's house, they're gonna be a part of something wonderful that's bringing love and salvation to the world. Can somebody say a big, big amen? Come on, can you say a big amen? Can we stand up everybody together? If you got your missions faith promise there. Wow, what a moment, what a moment. We're changing the world. Come on, you are changing the world. Come on, you are changing the world. Come on, you are changing the world. Come on, everyone on the side, you're changing the world. In the middle, you're changing the world. Come on, you are changing the world. 
So let's right now, if you've got your husband or wife, if you'd like to just hold their hand, you don't have to if you'd like to. If you've got a friend, just maybe stand and pray with them. You want the chair back? Thank you. Jordan said, we don't want you to sit down. If you've got your faith, promise everybody, if you're ready, I'm just going to pray over it right now. And then we're going to bring them to the Lord and then we're going to be done in Jesus' name. But it's a family day. It's a big day. So let's pray together, everybody. If you've got your faith, promise. Some of the kids will come first. So just hang on a second. Let's pray, everyone. Lord, thank you, God, for what you're doing here in Perth. Thank you for this great, amazing church, great, amazing family. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done and are doing in Tenacious, Father. We just pray, Lord, continue your work, Father, to help, 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 help give men opportunity out of broken lives into a new life. Father, we just pray for Melbourne. We pray for Zambia. We pray for Germany. We pray for Montreal. Lord, all the plans that you have, that they're going to become great resource centres in their cities, in their own, in their states and in their nations. Father, they're going to become resource centres, but right now they need us to resource them. So Father, I pray that as we do, as we step up, Lord, bless the giver. Bless every life, every family, every single person, every couple. Lord, bless our great family here. And I just pray everybody would go from strength to strength. Let that job come they're looking for. Let that promotion come, Father. I just pray, let that be. Father, let that business prosper. Give everybody wisdom and insight. And I just pray, Father, you'd bless them as they give. But Lord, let all of our campuses take off and let all those who lead them, Father, flourish under your great hand. We pray it and declare it now. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, come on, everybody said, amen. All right, I'm just gonna invite, some of the kids are here. So kids, you can come straight away. And then if you're, just draw a line in the church. If you're in the back half of the church, you can start coming straight away as well if you're in the back half. Okay, so just draw a line in the, in the congregation and you start coming too. Come on. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.